Welcome to Single Mom MD. We bond together in this community to help single moms, both MDs and DOs, get the support we need when we need it. I'm Dr. Gail Clifford, and I'm here to help my colleagues have an easier time of it than I did. Enjoy the podcast and join us in the Single Mom MD community. Pick up our article, Genius Things to Do on Sunday for a Successful Week at Work, at singlemommd.org backslash mom. Hello, everyone. As the Single Mom MD, I am here to present the Female Physician Guide to a Thriving Career for you medical marvels. So hello again, fellow medical trailblazers, and welcome to an exhilarating journey that transcends the boundaries of medicine. As we delve into this thrilling odyssey, I'll be sharing timeless insights that resonate with every one of you remarkable women in medicine, whether you're charting your path as a single mom or not. So fasten your stethoscopes because we're about to unveil the secrets to thriving in the dynamic world of healthcare while cultivating a fulfilling life outside the hospital walls. Get ready for an empowering dose of reality, a touch of humor, I hope, and a prescription for success. So my story, as many of you know, is a little sad and totally exhausting. I found myself in my late 20s, a young single mom with over $250,000 in student loan debt and a 17-month-old daughter who depended on me with an internal medicine private practice that included office, hospital, four nursing homes, and house calls. Life was challenging and the journey ahead was daunting, but I prevailed. And so today we're going to embark on a journey together, one that's filled with valuable lessons and the wisdom gained from my over 30 years of experience now in academic and clinical medicine while helping to raise nine children. This is the story of how I, like many of you, faced adversity, carved my own path, and found success in the world of medicine. The first thing I wanna tell you about is prioritizing self-care. As a young physician juggling countless responsibilities, it is easy to put self-care on the back burner. But I'm here to tell you that self-care isn't selfish, it's essential. Burnout is a real threat in medicine and taking care of yourself physically and mentally is crucial. Find time, even if it's just a few minutes day, to recharge and rejuvenate you'll be a better physician and mother for it. When I was in private practice, I did this by taking whatever minutes I had between when I finished my evening rounds at the hospital and when the child care center closed at 6 p.m. to do a quick circuit workout. I had an elliptical at home so I could get my cardio in there, but I made the point of doing weights as often as I could, but usually got there about three times a week. And it helped me focus on being able to take care of myself and recover from injuries even when I was still on pager. Number two, invest in great childcare. One of the most significant challenges I faced was finding reliable childcare. I learned the hard way that investing in quality childcare is an investment in your career and your peace of mind. Don't compromise on this front. Look for experienced caregivers who understand the unique demands of your profession. Our first nanny was a pregnant teenager. I needed her to be home at night in case I got called away, and she did well with my toddler. 
After she delivered her baby, she moved on and I hired an evening staff nurse assistant who arranged her schedule. So her weekend off at the hospital would be my weekend on call. She was there at the house from 11, 15 PM through the night. So if I got called out to see a patient, my daughter was always protected. When my daughter was in school, I used the after school programs and daycare. And my father flew out every six week when I had night duty, it was busy, but it worked. One of my friends in Atlanta had a great daycare that even took care of the parents' needs, whether it was the dry cleaning or meal prep. It created a concierge business around what all parents need to accomplish in any given week. As a single mom physician with a ton of student loan debt, I would have struggled with the price of this concierge service, but definitely appreciate the time savings. It's all about what you need to truly focus on. Number three, understanding insurance benefits. Navigating the world of insurance can be overwhelming, but it is essential. Take the time to understand your insurance benefits thoroughly, whether it's healthcare, disability, or malpractice insurance. Knowing your coverage can provide financial security for your family. And be sure to keep all of your documents in a place someone you know, someone you trust, knows how to reach them. If the worst happens, you won't care anymore, but someone needs to be able to move quickly to get your affairs in order and protect your kids. Number four, life insurance for your spouse. Even if your spouse stays home with the kids, consider life insurance. It's a safety net that can provide financial stability for your family in challenging times. You're the primary breadwinner and ensuring your loved ones are protected is a responsible move. If your stay-at-home spouse dies, you'll suddenly have housekeeping and childcare costs added to your budget. Consider this and get enough life insurance to cover that amount. It's likely to be a budget squeezer, but you need to be realistic about the possibilities in life so you can plan for the worst as you continue to hope for the best. Number five, managing student loan debt. Now, for me, student loan debt can feel like a crushing weight, but it became manageable. Create a repayment plan that works for you and put it in perspective. It's a stepping stone to your career, not an insurmountable obstacle. As my father used to say, they wouldn't lend it to you if they didn't know you were going to pay it back. And I knew, especially after I got sick, that I needed to be sure there was money for our daughter as well as pay down my student loan debt. Finding that balance was difficult, but I managed to save $100,000 for her school before she turned six. It was just bad luck that the market changed when it did, that there wasn't much more than that for school when she went to 12 years later for college. But don't kill yourself to pay off your student loans because you'll never get the time back if your children are small. Find a good balance that works for you. I think we're at number six. So we're talking about tackling consumer de debt first. Before you start aggressively paying down your student loans, especially if they're government sponsored, if you took personal loans, I would include those with consumer debt, but your government loans would die with you. So prioritize the high interest consumer debt. Clearing this financial baggage will free up more money for your long-term goals. Live simply, but well. Attend free concerts and free events and avoid overspending and you'll find things going well. I like to pay the highest loans first, but some people like to pay off the smaller loans just so they have fewer moving parts. It's not financially sensible to me, but emotionally, if it works for you, go ahead and do it because considering what works best for you should be the priority. Uh, next, I think we're number seven is budget wisely. Create a realistic budget that considers your child's needs, your family needs, your debt repayment and savings for the future. Budgeting can be a game changer in achieving financial stability, but think of it more as intentional spending rather than a restrictive budget. 
Changing your attitude can be the life changer here. Instead of saying, I can't afford it, get in the habit of teaching your brain to say, I choose to spend my money elsewhere. It's really important to be positive about this. Number eight, let's talk about choosing affordable housing. When it comes to housing, think practically. Buy the most affordable house in a safe neighborhood or the cheapest house in the nicest neighborhood. Don't overextend yourself financially. It's a long-term investment that hopefully will pay off, but we don't ever want you to be in a position where you're underwater. Don't go for that big house that you deserve. Of course you deserve it. You do, but go for the smallest house in the nice neighborhood, or even better, if you can find one, buy a duplex and rent out the other half to help pay the mortgage. Someday, I'd like to have the multi-generational living situation with my townhouse attached to my daughter's home with a grandchildren door between them, just like those hotel room doors. But that's some time off. Number nine, be strategic with car purchases. Choose a reliable, cost-effective car that suits your needs. Avoid the temptation of any flashy, high-cost vehicles. Prioritizing savings and investing in your future is paramount at this point. When I was first in internal medicine residency, my professors recommended getting the cheapest car I was willing to drive. Just find a great mechanic and you'll be in great shape. Number 10, building an emergency fund. Life is unpredictable, especially in medicine. Establishing an emergency fund to provide a financial safety net during unexpected challenges is critical. Whether it's three, six, or 12 months, you will have times in your career when money is even tighter or you're out of work for a while. Do yourself a favor and make sure you have enough. I was off work with an injury that ran out of benefits before I was allowed to return to work with accommodations for a long time. Trust me when I tell you that financial stress is not something you ever want to experience. I think we're at number 11. So delegating when necessary, never be afraid to ask for help, whether from a nanny, family, or friends. Delegation is a lifeline when you're juggling a demanding career and motherhood. Whether it's meal prep, sharing babysitting or housekeeping duties, running errands, sending email, or doing something at school. If anyone asks how they can help, do what my dear friend's mother did at a funeral. Ask what they can do and keep a list. Whenever you need that thing done, tap on your friend to do it. And finally, nope, not finally, 12, planning for retirement. Start saving for retirement early. Take advantage of employer-sponsored retirement plans. The time value of money is real. And in most cases, whether you whatever you save for retirement will grow more the younger you start. For example, my daughter started working for me as a teenager and saved the maximum allowed in a Roth IRA. And it turns out if you save just 2000 a year for the teenage years, you're eligible typically between 14 and 19 years old. You don't even have to deposit any more money in the account. And at age 65, with just that initial $12,000 investment, you'll be a millionaire. It's amazing. So discuss it with a valued financial planner, but start to formulate your plan as early as possible, especially if your net financial worth starts as negative, as most of us with student loan debt have. Your future self will thank you for this wise decision. Number 13, networking and seeking support. Build a network of fellow women physicians for both personal and professional support. Connect with others who understand the unique challenges you face. I can't stress how important it is to seek mentors and others that have been where you are and are now at the place you want to be. Find them, take them to lunch. Yes, spend the money and do it. It's a great investment and learn from them. 
Number 14, staying informed. Stay updated on industry trends, medical advances, and changes in healthcare policies. Knowledge is your power in the ever-evolving field of medicine. You are a lifelong learner, so pick your favorite ways to learn and keep adapting as technology changes. Number 15, negotiating your worth. Advocate for fair compensation and benefits, knowing your worth and don't settle for less. It can be tough when you're first coming out, but my negotiation course during my master's of medical management class made a point of teaching us that women are notoriously bad at asking for more money. When they say everyone is paid the same, it turns out it is not necessarily true. So ask. The worst they can do is say no. Maybe everyone really is paid the same, but you don't know if you don't ask. Starting at a lower salary than you could get with even a few thousand dollars difference can mean a million or more dollars over your career. Negotiation is a skill that can significantly impact your financial future. I think we're on number 15, and that's maintaining a work-life balance. Balancing medicine and family is a constant challenge. Set boundaries, prioritize self-care, and remember that a balanced life is a happier and more sustainable one. Some philosophers will tell you that there's no such thing as true balance, but gosh, we're trying to achieve it. To be able to practice medicine and be fully present for our families and share the joy in their growth is the best gift I can imagine. Number 16, planning for your child's future. Start saving for your child's education early. Consider education savings plans to secure their future while pursuing your own career goals. Now pay your daily expenses first. Balance your student debt repayment with any consumer debt you have and with your retirement fund. Then consider how much money, if any, you're going to put towards their schooling. Sometimes they'll be in private school starting in pre-kindergarten. Sometimes the real expenses don't happen until college. Consider what, if any, financial contribution you plan to make, and that'll make a difference in your daily finances. Give up the Starbucks, have the courage from home, and you can make an impact on your child's financial future. Number 16, delegating household chores. Share household responsibilities with your child and supportive family members. A team effort at home can ease the demands on your shoulders. Also, keep in mind how much money you could be making rather than doing household chores. If there's a direct way for you to make more money working a few more hours, it makes complete sense to hire a housekeeper for a fraction of what you make. If you can't make more money, consider how you want to live your life and see if there's something you're willing to give up to cover the cost of the housekeeper so you can be present with your children, your family, or your other activities. Make sure, though, that the kids do learn how to do the chores. It's an adulting skill they need to learn at home before they go to college. I think we're at number 17, and it's keeping learning. You might be at 18. Invest in your education and skills. Continuous learning enhances your career prospects and keeps you at the forefront of medical advancements. We have CME that we all have to do, but feed your love of learning and recognize that you'll be not only a lifelong learner, but a lifelong teacher. Whether it's your children, your patients, your colleagues, all are places where your knowledge and growing skills have great value. Now, the final one I want to talk about is seeking love and fulfillment. If you're single, like me, your career, and especially if you're a mom like me, your family are priorities. But don't close the door on love and personal fulfillment. It is possible to find joy and companionship while excelling in medicine and motherhood. In closing, remember that you're not alone on this journey. As a single mom physician with a mountain of student loan debt, I've faced my share of challenges, but I've also found immense joy and fulfillment in my career and, and personal life. You have the strength and the resilience to overcome any obstacle that comes your way. 
Keep these lessons close to your heart as you forge your path in medicine and know that success and happiness are well within your reach. These are my top things that I wish I had known when I started practicing medicine, and I hope you find them helpful. See you next time. For joining us for this episode of Single Mom MD. When you think of additional topics that you would like covered on this podcast, contact me via social media at Single Mom MD. To join the Single Mom MD community, click on the link below for regular engagement and personalized attention to your questions. We look forward to welcoming you into this community where courses and coaching renew your mindset and can change your life. Pick up our article, Genius Things to Do on Sunday, for a successful week at work at singlemommd.org backslash mom. For joining us for this episode of Single Mom MD. When you think of additional topics that you would like covered on this podcast, contact me via social media at Single Mom MD. To join the Single Mom MD community, click on the link below for regular engagement and personalized attention to your questions. We look forward to welcoming you into this community where courses and coaching renew your mindset and can change your life. Pick up our article, Genius Things to Do on Sunday, for a successful week at work at singlemommd.org backslash mom.